Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show, where we explore how successful, busy moms battle overwhelm, beat burnout, and stay happy in the process. I'm your host, Lori Oberbreckling, wife, mom of four, corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book, Secrets of Supermom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home, and how you can too. Hey, hey, friend. Welcome to episode number 15 of the Secrets of Supermom show. If you have been listening along, you know that we are in part three of the book, which is the secret skills supermoms use to succeed. Y'all, we are getting super close to the end of the book. If you have made it this far, then kudos. Uh, And if you skip some episodes, there's always time to go back and check those out too. Um, So last week we talked time management And this week, we're digging in on how to be more productive with the time you have now so carefully scheduled. If you could get back an hour a week or even an hour a day, how would that change your life? Based on chapter 14 from the book, Secrets of Supermom, let's dive into Supermom's work smarter, not harder, the secret of productivity. We are going to learn today eight ways you can be more productive And don't forget to stick around until the end because we always talk about one small step that you can take today to get started with the strategies from the episode, of course. And this one takes like 15 seconds, y'all. So do not miss it because I like them to take less than five minutes, but this one is super, super fast. So why do you want to be more productive? If I say you need to be more productive, does that trigger feelings for you of just doing more and more and more and more? So being productive, the way that we are going to talk about it today, the way that I feel that this is so important for moms, it is not about doing more. It is not about doing more for the sake of doing more. It is about being efficient with the time that you have so that you have the freedom to do the things you want to do. That, my friend, is the beauty of productivity. The beauty is that you can, by being efficient for the, with the things that you must do, you have plenty of time to do the things you want to do. So we're going to talk about eight things today. We are going to start with number one, which is use super small pockets of time. You know that five minutes when you are sitting in the car outside of the dance studio waiting for your tiny tapper to walk out. You know that five minutes when you are sitting at soccer practice waiting for it to end. What are you doing during that time? If I had to guess, I'd say you were scrolling. Maybe you're talking to some other parents, which that's cool. But if I had to guess, if you're sitting in the car by yourself, I bet you're scrolling. And not productive scrolling, you're just scrolling. So what if you had a list of things that you could do in super small pockets of time? How much could you get done in those little corners of your day? Super moms, use these super small pockets of time. They get those tiny tasks off the list so they don't have to worry about them. There are things that you just simply must do, right? You must make dentist and doctor's appointments. You must sign permission slips. You must call the vet, whatever else you have on your list. There are things that you have to do, and many of them take a very small amount of time, but they still must be done. There are also things that you love to do, but you never seem to have time for. And maybe they're really fast. Maybe it's send your friend a quick voice text because you miss her. Maybe it's read a few pages of the book that you've been loving and reading and trying to sneak in. Those things are very fast things that you can add and make those little bits of time useful. When you start to look for them, those little pockets of time, they're everywhere. And you can let them be the time drains that they can be, or you can let them be time savers. Okay, let's talk about number two. 
Number two is to know your energy flow. Now, this isn't necessarily a productivity method, but you know you. So if you are high energy or you are an exhausted blob, you know when those times of day are for you. Maybe even times a week or times of month if you've, uh, if you've read anything about um, how your, your energy goes in cycles. So plan things that require the most mental brain power during those times of high energy. Why? Because when you're high energy, when your brain is on, you will get them done better and faster. So if you have to write the same exact report, why not write it in a time where your mind can do it in an hour and a half instead of a time when your mind's going to take four hours? If you are just a snooze after the kids go to bed, that is me, do not write your most important brief. Do not write that at 11 p.m. Write that when you're high energy. You know, for me, that's first thing in the morning. So make sure you're using and knowing that energy flow and using it to your best ability to be as productive as you can be. All right, number three, stop trying to be perfect. So you might have heard the statement, done is better than perfect. Your desire to be perfect is draining you of massive amounts of time. It is wasting massive amounts of time for you. Your over-research and rewriting that email 16 times because you think you might need to change a word or two and you choosing that perfect paint color all of that is taking up massive amounts of time that you do not have to waste. So cut it out. Nothing is permanent. Everything can be changed if you did it wrong or if you don't like it, just get it done. And if you need to change it later, you can change it later. All right, number four, batch tasks. Batch your tasks together. In the book, I tell the story of shopping when the kids were little, like little, little, like infant little. Instead of taking trips out every day, I would batch stores and trips together so we would spend less time in the hot car in the Arizona sun. If you have not been to Phoenix in the summer, you know, that, or if you have, you know that it is miserably hot. 115 degrees is very normal for the summer. And your car is unbelievably hot. So we did not like to be in the hot car, right? We also did not like to spend all of that time going back and forth and back and forth and being in the car so often. So we saved time driving by batching our, our shopping trips. Now, this is a super simple idea, but the same thing can be used for any tasks that require the same location, like, like shopping or, or store trips, like the same set of supplies, right? If you're going to clean all the bathroom, if you're going to clean one of your bathrooms, might as well clean all the bathrooms. Your supplies are already out. The same thing can be used for the same thought process. So think about this one a little bit differently. For example, say you're working, you're reviewing your finances for your job or for your business. Do all those financial tasks at the same time because your mind is already ready for numbers. So those financial tasks make sense together instead of constantly switching between tasks that are not similar so that your mind has to completely shift gears every time you do a new task. All right, number five, block your time. Time blocking. So time blocking is assigning specific tasks to blocks of time. What is the power of time blocking? It is that you are focused on one task for that full block of time. Now, ideally, this is distraction-free as well. Those of us with many tiny humans, you know, especially if they're home with us, then that becomes really, really a difficult thing, right? Um, so things like nap time, babysitter time, daycare time, school time, you know, as all these things open back up and we're, we have these things available to us, all of those times are good times for that focused work blocked. Uh, also trading with your partner, obviously, that's a great idea too. That helps you limit distractions. 
Um, a couple of tips. Don't block your time for more than an hour without a break. Without a break. It research shows to us that going 50, 60, 70 minutes is really the longest you should go, usually closer to 50 if you are going to keep your highest level of energy and your highest level of brain power. Now, we already talked about if you are going to be most productive and efficient, you want to do that in the highest level of energy. So make sure you're taking breaks, even if that's just hopping up and walking around or grabbing a coffee or just moving a bit. And then the second thing is don't try to multitask. Multitasking is not actually multitasking. It really is just jumping quickly between tasks. It is not multitasking at all, and it is not productive. Um, even those of us that are great at multitasking or believe we're great at multitasking, when, when the research was done and looked at people who even thought they were really, really good at it, even when they were good at it, they ended up not being as productive as if they did tasks in order. So they did, they finished a task and then they started the next one, batched it, did that whole task, finished it, moved to the next one. So going between those tasks, even if it takes you a short amount of time to switch brain power, to switch mindset, it still is requiring time that is not allowing you to be as efficient as you want. All right, number six, this one I love. This one is use your phone to win. So number six, there are a few ways you can actually use your phone to be productive instead of waste your time. We've talked about so many ways, you know, in, in the last 14 episodes of how our phone can really be a detriment to us, right? Our phone causes us levels of addiction that want us to use it, right? We want to be on that phone. We want to be checking Facebook and Instagram. We want to see pictures of our friends and cat videos and text messages and check every notification. And that is not good use of our time. It quite, quite honestly is just not. But there are ways that you can use your phone that are really cool and they will help you to be more productive, more efficient, uh, just better, right? So there's three of those I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you about. One is to set a reminder for when you arrive at a certain place. And you can use an app for this. Uh, you can use your reminders app if you have that, or you can use a different type of reminding app. But what it will do is it will track your location and it will say, when I arrive at home, this will happen, right? So you could set a reminder that's going to go off and says, when I get, at, when I get home, it is going to say, I am patient and the best mom ever, right? So your phone is going to remind you as soon as you get there, oh, right, I, when I'm here, I'm going to be patient and the best mom ever. Maybe you are wanting to be more productive at baseball practice. Maybe you sit at baseball practice for an hour and a half or two hours, and you think, man, this is just wasting a lot of my time. I want to be more productive. So you set a reminder and it says, time to get things done when you get to the ball field. You will be surprised at how powerful these little tiny reminders can be because they help keep you on track. They help say, oh, that's right. I wanted to be productive and I'm going to do it. All right. Second way to use your phone to win is to remind you of goals. So you can set alarms in your phone and those alarms can be an alarm, right? It can be music. It can be whatever you want. But you can also change the wording of that alarm. So your alarm can just say alarm, but it can also give you a message. So in this one, for example, when I was writing my book, I put in my alarm at 2.45 p.m. every single day. It actually still goes off because I like the reminder. But anyway, it says, you are an author. You will change lives. Now, it really said this. and My family thinks it's hilarious. They, are, they said, oh, mom, you're an author. You're going to change lives. But I never remembered it was going to go off. It was just in my phone. 
And it was a solid reminder of that big goal I had every day. So when I saw that, I went, yes, I am an author. I'm writing a book. I am going to finish this. I'm going to change lives. Right. So that one was a really fun one. And you could do that with anything, anything you're trying to change, anything you're trying to be more productive with, better at. Uh, and then the last one, this one I actually learned from um, a podcast episode by Brendan Burchard on the Brendan show. He recommends setting alarms. So it's a similar to the alarm that we talked about, but he actually uses three words. So he'll he'll say three words of the way he wants to be. And I thought this was really cool. So so, man, this has got to be years ago now. I set three alarms during the day and they said the first one says happy, calm and healthy in the morning. Uh, sometime in the late morning, it says supportive, positive, and enthusiastic. And then later in the day, it says energized, patient, and super mom. So you can see early in the morning, I want to be happy. I want to be calm. I want to feel healthy. Things like eating well, working out. In the middle of the day, I want to be supportive, supportive of my teams, supportive of myself. I want to be positive and I want to be enthusiastic. I need to get that energy up. So especially if I've been up a long time and, and energy might be waning. And then at night, I need to be energized. I want to be patient. Oh, do I want to be patient? And I want to feel like a super mom. So again, I don't remember those alarms are going to go off, but they remind me that I want to be my best. And they especially remind me when I'm not being my best. You'll see that if you've got these right, sometimes that reminder comes up right when, you know, that patient reminder might come up right when you were just about to blow your top. So these are really great ways to be more productive um, and and be that person that you want to be. Okay, we're almost getting to the end here. We have number seven. Number seven is organize yourself at least a little. We're not going to dig too much into this one today, but if you are completely unorganized, everything's going to take longer. If you can't find the supplies, you, you will have a longer time to get a task done. And if your mind is completely disorganized because your space is completely disorganized, again, it's going to take you longer to focus, longer to think straight, longer to come up with solutions. And so all of these things help you to be less productive. Now, I'm not saying you have to be a neat freak. Certainly you do not need to be a neat freak. I am not a neat freak. But having systems in place, having these organizational systems in your life, in your space, in your mind, those things will save you time and energy. And number eight, evaluate what's working. How will you know if these productivity changes that you have made, you've, you've done all these things, how are you going to know if they're actually working? How are you going to know if you're actually better, faster, higher quality, more productive, having more free time? How will you know that? You have to be intentional with the time that you're using, intentional with reviewing that time so you know what's working and what isn't, what changes you can make. So this is where those daily or weekly reviews we talked about last week can come into play. Um, you can decide if you need to shift tasks. If you thought that, you know, a specific task typically took you about an hour, but now you realize, oh, wow, that really takes me two hours. So you can kind of time block differently. Uh, you can decide if you've got to get some stuff off your plate or if you need help, right? If you, if you can't get things off your plate and you need someone to help you out. When you can get in the habit of doing this every week, every month, um, you really get in the habit of better managing your time being more productive with your time, knowing how long tasks truly take, and paying attention to how you feel uh, with those tasks. And all of that can help you to be better and more productive. Okay, so I promised that we would share one small step, and as we do every week, of course. And today is 
our 15 second phone reminder. So pick a reminder, whether it's you getting somewhere and setting that location reminder, whether it is a reminder of how you want to be or something you want to do, or just a reminder of three things about you that you want to remind yourself are, are you right? Set those in your phone. You can set multiples in a day, or you can just set a single one, take you 15 seconds, go in there to your alarm, make the change and it'll start tomorrow. And then I want to know how you feel when you get that reminder, when you, when, you know, tomorrow at 1130 in the morning, it says happy, calm, and healthy. Do you go, oh yes, I am going to be happy, calm, and healthy today. So next week we are changing it up a bit. We are talking, remember, we're still talking about the secret skills. So this is actually the skill of problem solving and how to stay out of that culture of complaint. This last year, this last year has been very hard. Uh, We have all succumbed to complaining at some point. But next week, we're going to talk about why that's actually making you feel terrible uh, and how to cut it out. (laughs) So I hope you all have a great week, big hug, and we will see you at the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to secretsofsupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, Join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug, y'all.